I'm here with Arthur Grant, owner of Games Plus, located on 82nd and College Grove. Uh, I just want to start off and ask you, so uh, how did you get into the game business? Well, I mean, when I had my first um, child, I started buying her things and then, you know, uh, things that she would grow. But I thought, I, you know, I would buy them ahead of time because she can go into them. So if I bought a pair of shoes, I buy a size two, size three because eventually she would grow into it. And then, you know, I could save money that way. But she started outgrowing uh, everything, physically, mentally, like the educational games and things I would buy. She would be too smart for us, and then I would have this stuff. And at the time, I planned on having no more children. So I'm like, uh, I didn't, and I didn't have anyone to give this stuff away to, so I started selling it. Mm. You know, and it kind of blossomed from there. Yeah. So how did you how did you go about purchasing your first video first no video games, getting the first uh, location of business, you know, licenses and things like that? Well, um, I, like I said, after you know uh, my initial start by selling those things, I started on eBay. So by 2005, I started on eBay. You know, and that business started growing on eBay. And I say around like 2009, I decided that's something I wanted to do. I wanted to kind of get a location, but I was a little afraid. So it took me until probably like uh, 2010. I just said I'm just going to go ahead and do it. Initially, I was like, well, I'm going to try to sit some people down, my family or whoever, and try to get some investors. And then I was like, you know, well, I don't even want to. I don't. I don't know if I want to do that. So I just took some money amount that I had saved up, and I just said. Started looking for a place to rent, and um, then I went through the uh, license process, which was for me the hardest process. Started by calling 311, you know, the business division, and they were really, um, they were being so difficult. Like, it took me like four days to get this stuff done. I spent a lot of money uh, going back and forth downtown, paying parking and things like that because they don't really want to help. Wow, it doesn't seem, I didn't get the feeling that they wanted me to even open up a business, so, you know. So, um, what do you see the gaming industry becoming? Like, do you have any innovative ideas that you think can push for what it is today? Unfortunately, I no. I mean, right now, for me, the gaming industry and uh, places like me who just, if they focus on one thing like gaming, you know, are uh, doomed to be extinct due to the fact that people are switching over from physical gaming to uh, digital gaming. Mm. You know, um, uh, the iPhone has been the largest, uh, uh, what do you say, competitor mm. of gaming. Because you have more casual gamers now than you ever did, you know, say 20 years ago. Mm. So what, so what would you do to say, you know, a way to combat that, or would you feel it's more important to integrate with technology? You think, is that more cost efficient to someone in your field of business? Well, kind of, sort of. I mean, technology is fine, but it's also, it, it can also hurt, you know, what I do, because just like one of retailers like Amazon, you know, so initially, like I said before, I started through eBay, you know, eBay, um, allowed, you know, a person similar to Craigslist to offer the item at whatever price and they had their terms and whatever. And due to companies like Amazon and Walmart, eBay has changed their practices and made the sellers become employees. So it's almost like mm -hmm. I work for them. I'm forced to offer certain return policies and, and uh, mm. I have to do what they say, like, or, and, you know, and they create an environment, uh, the best way, 
and explain that a creative environment where the customer has no longer has any responsibility. Mm -hmm. They don't have to read. They don't have to uh, uh, research the product or read your, uh, your list or anything like that. If they feel like at any point that they've been wronged or they didn't get what they thought they were getting, even if it was clearly stated in the listing, you have to give them the money back. Hmm. And that's creating an environment that is, you know, again, it, it, it kills profits. And then they put in a situation where they're trying to force you off of free shipping because Amazon and Walmart do. But again, the problem with that is, is we're not moving the same type of weight, so to speak, that Walmart or Amazon is, so we can't always offer free shipping. If we do offer free shipping, it's at a loss. Hmm. You know, we like offering products at a loss. And again, like I said, to come in there for an employee just to, you know, and you know, just like at this point, when the business is not doing well, you're just paying eBay to, 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 um, to put your merchandise on the internet. Hmm. You know, so that's another reason why, you know, I did the whole Games Plus thing, because I did initially start selling like video games, but I, plus because video gaming will eventually, you know, probably not be the bulk of my business, because I do sell electronics and sell televisions and, um, you know, regular toys and things of that nature, so that's the plus part, which will kind of like offset the change in gaming industry. Because eventually, you know, most people like even now places for downloading their games. Mm. I'm not into downloading because it doesn't make sense. If I pay sixty dollars, I still if it's a, if it was cheaper. What I'm saying is, if it was cheaper to uh, download, I would download. But it's not. You know, you pay sixty bucks for the disc and you pay sixty bucks for download. I'm going to buy a disc. I like you know I'm. Still, with that type of collector, where I want 60 bucks, we're gonna put that on the shelf, even if it doesn't physically do anything, because now it doesn't do anything. The PlayStation 4, Xbox, they're download games still, even with the disc. That disc just sits in the in the drive; it doesn't even move anymore, mm. which is which is weird. But I still want to, you know, I feel better. It's just a feeling. <laughs> so, what about virtual gaming? Are you interested in that? Me personally, no, I don't, other than, like I said, other than the casual games, like I said, the iPhone has been uh, uh, still in the market with those, those casual gamers who just download things like Angry Birds or like I have this game called Injustice. And I have it for my Xbox 360, but still, I have it on my game, I rip my phone more. So the smartphone is, you know, killing the industry. You know, it's killing the industry because more people have smartphones than they have consoles. Because now people are buying smartphones for their children. Nice. You know, seven-year-old walking around with an iPhone now, you know, or iPad at the minimum in their house, a minimum of one to two devices on average in one home versus one console. And the games cost 60 bucks versus I get my phone, I only have the phone, those games, a lot of them are free. So are you saying basically that kids are able to play PlayStation 4s, Xbox games on their cell phone nowadays? You can buy the Sony Xperia smartphone and you can play PlayStation games linked from your PlayStation and download it and stream it directly to your device. Wow. And you can, and they have a controller that you can hook your phone up and you just basically use your phone as a screen and you can play video games on your phone. So, so can we equate this to what the music industry is really with in the same way? It's almost exactly the same. Hmm. So now, because with music, you know, with the same thing, I'm still a, a fan. I buy CDs still. I go to the store, I buy discs. 
I like the sound quality better because unless you have an iPhone, uh, when you download a lot of those MP3s or like uh, Windows files, they sound like garbage when you put them in your CD player. Or unless you have auxiliary and stuff like that. But yeah, now more people are downloading stuff and they can get those, they can get a lot of music for free. So why pay for it? Mm, that's cool, dude. You know, me, I would pay for it, but why would you pay for it? Why would I pay for it when I can get it for free? Yeah, yeah. And that's, I think that's where a lot of people move because even the games. A lot of them uh, can be uh, downloaded for free, which is another reason why Xbox and PlayStation moved over to having you download the game. So even if you have a disc, you have to download the game. And just like Microsoft Word, they said we're updated. They're, they scan your system to see if anything is pirated. So if you've got a pirated game, you can't play it. Mm. So you basically would have to reconfigure the whole system uh, and to get it to play. It's not like before you can just add another laser to the PlayStation 2 and the hard drive and now you got a bootleg system set up. You can't do that with the PlayStation 4 uh, Xbox as of yet. So, you know, and people, iTunes, again, iTunes is a big killer. Apple is, is behind uh, the, the music industry too, fell. Because again, you can download, you know, every, I think what, uh, if I'm not mistaken, the launch of the iPhone 6, iPhone sold 7 million, I think, the first week, or 10 million the first week. Hmm. So if you got 10 million iPhone users, plus in addition they have Macs and, and uh, uh, iPads, they're more likely to download their music. Hmm. than go buy a physical CD, and they don't care if it costs $1.50. But in, in the way the contract that iPhone, uh, Apple has with the, um, with the music companies, the music companies still can lose because they didn't realize how big Apple was going to be. Mm. So, yeah. So what, so what would you suggest that, that the game industry should do for, you know, people like you? The only thing that, the only thing that they can do is try to um, make exclusive games that are only available on console. You know, the music industry, the only thing they can do if they want to keep selling CDs at 10 to $15 and still uh, uh, make a profit from that is to make so only, you know, I'm selling a CD. Well, on iTunes, you can get the 10 tracks, but you got to get the deluxe version from Walmart. Mm. You know, and that would keep, you know, people buying music because they can't, you know, they can't download it, but even with that, it's still hard because you're still combating a system that has piracy heavy. So once the, once I do go buy the CD from Walmart that has the tracks on it, you know, it can get uploaded to the computer and then someone else can download it. So it's still hard, but it, it can help though. Yes. Versus what, because no one's trying it. So no one's trying it, so you can't really see how effective it would be, but I think it would be, it would help a little bit. You know, because everybody's CDs don't get, uh, get uh, what do you call it? Uh, copy basically, right? They don't get, no, uh, leaked or stolen. Like, Kanye, Kanye, that was the first CD, like Kanye Jesus. That was the first CD he ever had, uh, I think he ever had uh, leaked. I don't think he ever had any leaked CDs. So that's why you had Jay-Z and, and, um, and Beyonce drop those out where nobody knew and did it exclusive. Mm. You know, but... It backfired for Beyonce because even though Beyonce still did well, Target wouldn't carry her CD after the fact. Why? Yeah, they refused to carry her CD because that's how they make their money by the physical release at the launch. They couldn't get those customers in. That's over for them. Mm. You know, because the stores can still drive their business. I mean, just ask Prince. Prince uh, uh, released two CDs exclusively only at Target mm. when he was fighting with the uh, record 